Sheila Zielinski Show, the only show to give you the truth behind the headlines, prophecy, and the deeper things of God. Now, here is your host, Sheila Zielinski. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of the Sheila Zielinski Show. I broadcast weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern Time right here on WINB and, of course, WWCR. Many ways to listen to the program. Just head over to the Listen page at weekendvigilante.com and go back in the archives if you're new. I sure do seem to be getting a lot of listeners lately. Must be all the collusion from the MSM. The mainstream media, just the corruption knows no bounds with all these people. More out this week on WikiLeaks. There's so much to get into. A lot of the leaks that have come out, I'm going to spend a good time tomorrow on the show breaking that down in the first half. And the second part of that show, you are not going to want to miss because my guest is Mario Murillo from Mario Murillo Ministries. It is going to be a fantastic discussion. I've been looking forward to getting him on for quite a while. Do be listening to that tomorrow. And on Friday, my guest is Dr. Ted Brower. It's just an all-star hit this week. Next week, I have a very special guest coming on the program It's going to be a really exciting lineup next week as well. And finally, I have a very exciting project I'm working on. It'll be off of powerprayers.ca. I was on a program the other night. Dave Hodges invited me on his show to talk about my new book, Power Prayers. And an idea came to me later after I got off his show. I was getting a lot of emails from some of his listeners. And I've had so many people ask me about a project I wanted to do. For the last few years, it was called Remnant Roundup. It was really a tool to gather the end time saints, connect people, boots on the ground in their respective towns and cities across the West. I had talked to some various web people on what that would look like. So my web team is working on an amazing concept that they can now do. So coming out in just weeks away is going to be a map that we're going to put on power prayers to connect you with prayer warriors in your area, essentially. Maybe you can start a home group, start some fellowship with like-minded people, and all our collective audiences are all very like-minded, from Hegman's to True News. I think this is a really exciting way to connect people boots on the ground. And as my long-term listeners know, that has been a passion of mine since I left the Whitestone Remnant Conference in Montana several years ago. Again, it's been a really big thing on my heart just to connect like-minded people because so many people have left the church. So I'm very excited to put this project together for you. So just know that I am diligently working on this for you, the listener. 
Today on the program, I want to jump right into it. It is my old friend. I think he was the first person I ever did a show with. So coming up here in 2017, I'll be on the air for a whole seven years. It seems like 25 years. I don't know how Steve Quayle did it 25 years when no one was awake. Fritz is the author of the highly acclaimed Illuminati Bloodline book. We did a show. We were talking about Osama bin Laden when he died was actually found with Fritz's Bloodline book. You can look on YouTube for that show I did with Fritz. It turns out I had something in common with Osama bin Laden. Who knew? We both had Fritz's Bloodlines of the Illuminati on our shelves. But without further ado, the highly acclaimed researcher, author, and recently winner of a pretty impressive award that we're going to get into on the program. Fritz, it's a pleasure to have you back on the program. Well, thanks for having me on the show, and hi to all your listeners. There's so much stuff to talk about, of course. There's talk of a November 8th faked alien invasion sweeping the internet. I've been talking about this for years with Steve Coyle, Tom Horn. You know, this incredible idea of a planned invasion. Now, there's a leaked document from Benison Strategy Group out of Washington. It talks about Clinton losing to Trump due to WikiLeaks, and it recommends a salvage plan. Now, here's the weird part. It includes FireSign, and we're going to get into FireSign, by the way. But the thing that got people's attention, Fritz, was the riots, the epidemics, natural disasters. And then weirdly, it talks about a survey that suggests the one thing that would stop people from voting for Trump would be, now 38% allegedly said attacked by E.T. or some biblical event. It talks about, again, this Project Bluebeam idea. It talks of creating a road to Damascus-like experience where they would manipulate people's conscious mind, affecting people's cerebral cortex, sort of the way Paul's mind was changed on the road when God talked to him, this document, Fritz, is right straight out of the Twilight Zone. Very bizarro world. Yes, what you're looking at is is when WikiLeaks came out with a whole variety, a, a whole series of emails and documents, one of the things that they had in there was this document from Benison Strategy Group. And what is that? Well, Joel Benison who's located in Washington, D.C., uh, He's he has a, a company called Benetton Strategy Group, and he is the chief strategist for Hillary and for her, her 2016 presidential campaign. Now, he's 64 years old. He's, he's in my age bracket. And so he did a really sincere, honest look at what is going on and basically, his report says, I love it. I love this, Sheila. It said, poll-driven narratives have been pushed too far. Yeah. In other words, all their bogus polls are backfiring because people no longer believe them. I'm glad that people caught on to that because people are seeing that nobody's going to Hillary's rallies. You know, she's having to pay half the people attending, and she's got maybe 50 People show up and Donald Trump is filling stadiums, you know, and they're they're looking at all of this and they're going, you know, the polls don't even vaguely resemble what's going on. So their fake polls from their mainstream media are not working. I mean, these pollsters, I even saw one 
where they admitted, yeah, they contact established Democratic voters. They're, they're like polling a very specific voter pool, not general population. You know, so it's it's totally skewed to whatever they want it to be. So anyway, those aren't working. And from their vantage point, uh, she's down to like uh, one statistic on that document that WikiLeaks leaked was that Joel was went in there and researched. She's only down to 12% who are in favor of her. So they realize this whole campaign is not working. And, and this is exactly what I hoped would happen is that uh, she'd be so unpopular that they couldn't rig the elections and make it believable. And, and so a lot of the things that I've been saying for decades are now now right there in people's faces. It's really, I, I, I'm really liking this because, you know, I had said to people that she has a double when she went to the 9-11 event and then she collapsed and then they had her double come out and it was obviously a double. Right. So that backed up what I've been saying for, for years. I've been saying that the mainstream media is totally bogus and controlled and they're so overplaying this whole thing that now it's obvious to the casual observer that the mainstream media doesn't do news but is totally propaganda. So these, these things are good. And so they're, as you were saying, Joel Benenson, through his strategy group, he's trying to come up with, okay, now what do we do? Because this election is not going to work. We're, we're going to lose. And so the next idea is, well, how do we keep people that are going to vote for Trump from going to the polls? So they interviewed Trump supporters and ask them, and, and the kind of options that they were wondering whether they would work, well, if they stage civil unrest, you know, riots, or what about a Zika virus epidemic, a Zika apocalypse, you know, or what about a heart-created disaster? And when they pulled all of these Trump supporters, they realized the only thing that's going to work is if they have a fake alien invasion. <laughs> now, what's beautiful about this is this is a smoking gun to something I've been saying for years, Sheila, and that is that her backers are powerful. They're not just, her backers are the Illuminati. Yeah. You know, several years ago I came out because these Illuminati kingpins, they bragged to me that their candidate, Hillary, was going to be the next president. I just listened there to them. And they, they're in love with, with Hillary. And I'm not surprised because... For years, I've been telling people that she's a grand dame in the Illuminati. And how did I know all this? Because I was helping people get out of the Illuminati that were telling me these things, you know? Hillary's Illuminati and her backers are Illuminati. Only the Illuminati would have the power to tell the U.S. government that they should set in motion this fake alien invasion. And you're like, is a fake alien invasion even possible? Well, I have been, for 30 years, I've been saying this was one of the cards of the Illuminati. In fact, in the Illuminati card game, I think that they have a mock alien invasion as one of the cards. But where did I get this information? I mean, this is so bizarre. It's like the normal person walking the street who just listens to mainstream news media and sucks off of the, of, of the matrix. 
they would be going mock alien invasion. I mean, that is the most bizarre, crazy thing. Well, it does seem bizarre unless you put in all the pieces in place. And if we go back and, and see that the younger generation wasn't alive during Watergate, but during Watergate, as you know, I'm sure, Sheila, because you're well aware of these things, during Watergate, it came out that during the Nixon administration, they were thinking seriously of having a sub go off the coast of, of Cuba yeah. and create a hologram so that that would create such a stir, it would saturate the communication system and they could do an invasion while all the, the communication was down. Um, and they were seriously, well, the fact that they were seriously considering doing a hologram of Christ in the sky over Cuba shows that it can be done. Now, talking about holograms, I mean, that's nothing secret. Anybody with any ability to use the internet can go on and you can see that they are already having virtual meetings where people, uh, the holograms of people are assembled, you know. You can go to shows where they show you people that are holograms that look real. So the whole thing of about a hologram shouldn't be anything uh, too hard for somebody's mind to accept because that's just that's common knowledge. In fact, whoever these were, call them CIA or, or Illuminati or whatever, they even did a hologram in my house in Oregon City once. And talk about bizarre, but so I've even had it done uh, to where I lived. So yeah, the the whole thing of of creating a hologram, and but these are going to be holograms according to the program would be holograms in the sky made by satellites, which would imitate a UFO. What's interesting about this is let's say. You created a flying saucer image that's a hologram. Well, you could move that thing around so easily. And if jets went up there and tried to shoot it down, you're not going to shoot anything down because it's a hologram. So the whole idea of having this mock alien invasion, according to this document that got leaked, is that it would keep the people that want to vote for Trump from going to the polls. Well, it's not going to work here in Oregon because we don't go to the polls. We mail in our ballots, so they can spare doing it over the in the Oregon sky. But anyway, the fact that they could consider doing this shows that it can be done. Plus, not only that, but when you look at this report, they actually tap in and talk about what you were just referring to there, that's actually a program, a secret program that could be set in motion. And what it works off of is you create a hologram. There's several phases to it. You create a hologram and then you back that hologram up with putting thoughts into people's minds. And my book, The Formula Book, well, it's got a longer title, but the book on mind control, I even reproduced on, on a couple of those pages a patent where they can throw mental thoughts into your mind. There's actually patents. There's a whole number of different ways that it can be done, but definitely it can be done. In fact, it was done in the first Iraqi war. 
you know, just as they were starting Desert Storm, they created an image of Allah in the sky, and then they told the frontline Iraqi soldiers they placed into their mind. So this whole thing has actually been done before. They put into people's minds the Iraqi soldiers in, in Arabic, of course. This is a holy war, but you're on the wrong side of it. You're probably aware of all this, and a lot of your listeners are probably aware of these things too. So this is not necessarily new to all your listeners, except it's new that Hillary would be contemplating doing something like this, and now we get the documentation that they're thinking of it. It really shows how warped these people's minds are. I'm going to take the audience back. Early in the 1970s, I started investigating UFOs and aliens, and then early in the 90s, because I was researching the Illuminati and, and the world system, I realized I needed to interview abductees. Basically, all the abductees I interviewed had had some form of mind control. And um, I was also interviewing a number of people that had been in the underground bases, uh, getting their take on the, the different types of aliens, blah, blah, blah. And then these uh, people that I was helping out of the Illuminati were telling me that, you know, as they sat in on these meetings where things in the future were told what they were, was going to happen in the future, you know, they were told that the Illuminati was going to manufacture earthquakes, that there was going to be a mock alien invasion, a one world religion. And see what your book was about, green religion. See, I wrote an article recently about this, and that is every one of these things, uh, a political movement has to have roots. Like if we look at Hitler, you know, Hitler wasn't an accident of history, but there were all these different movements that he connected into. Romanticism, there was this unification movement to get all German people unified, uh, the strong nach Osten, which means uh, the German desire to go go east, where here in the United States we went west, they went east, and then there was this hippie movement in the late 1800s, there was all these secret societies, real society, Thule society, German Templars, on and on. All these things got into the mix. Well, all that's discredited now. I just got back from Germany, and I can guarantee you that whole thing of of Nazism is totally discredited in Germany. So what are they replacing it with? They're replacing it with this green religion. And that green religion is going to tie in with this one world religion that they have. And, and, and so your book was right on target there because this is an important subject. It's important. And when these people that were coming out of the Illuminati were telling me these things, when I was in Prague uh, recently, I predicted two different earthquakes down in California. One was I predicted was, was going to be a shallow earthquake based on a very sophisticated pattern of small, many nukes being set off on a fault line or close to a fault line. And then the other one was by scalar energy. And I got feedback from people in the military 
on both of them that I had correctly predicted them. But anyway, that was based because these people were telling me that they were going to manufacture earthquakes. Well, then if we move forward, I'm just telling people that one of the cards that the Illuminati have is a mock alien invasion. If we move forward just a few years to 1994, there was a guy come out called Serge Monost, and you, you probably know him. Probably some of your listeners do too. Uh, I apologize, I may be telling people stuff that they already know, but, but Serge Monost was the one that came out with Project, he came out with this information on Bluebeam. So he came out with this, he, he was a Canadian, French Canadian. He came out with this information on Bluebeam. By the way, I think that they suicided him with a heart attack. So he comes out and he, and he says that there's four steps that they have to do. And the first step involved earthquakes, manufacturing earthquakes. So I thought that was interesting. I hadn't been using the word Project Bluebeam, but the things that he talked about, earthquakes, mind control, mock alien invasion, and then this one world religion, those were all things that I had been talking about before. But now he put it all in a group package saying, you know, this Project Bluebeam. So eventually I started using the term Project Bluebeam because it became it became well enough known to people that are awake. It stands for a whole bunch of concepts. So it's not just a mock alien invasion, but it also has to do with the religious aspect of this one world religion that, that you and I are talking about. But I think the thing that we were talking about earlier to salvage, you know, the, the document was a salvage program for Hillary's campaign. I think that that wouldn't exactly be the same as Project Bluebeam because I don't think that they would have the religious element. I think all they would want to do is make it seem like there was this alien invasion just long enough to keep people from going to the polls. Well, and you know what's really bizarre, too, and we see this a lot. Of course, you know that I've said on record that I think the Pope is also getting geared up to make some kind of ET disclosure. He's had all these world religion unification, this ecumenical movements, all these events. Christianity and Islam worship the same God. He said that on record. Catholic doctrines have been morphed into the perverted practice of unification, especially Islam, the tie-in there. And then, of course, the Vatican and the Pope and ETs. We know that Tom Horn has talked a lot about that in Exo-Vaticana. But, you know, the question is, why is the Vatican the largest and longest owners of the telescope observatories, including the newest, named Lucifer? The current Pope, certainly no stranger to the topic of ETs. He's been very outspoken and, you know, will baptize aliens. And I've also noticed a trend for it's not just the Pope, but in Hollywood, you know, we see this extraterrestrial overtone, the predictive programming, Independence Day resurgence was big this summer. I've noticed a pattern also on the networks on TV. They're playing a lot of older movies that involve people of the earth versus some alien threats. You can really see this predictive programming alongside this, can't you? Yes, we're being groomed. And that's the whole thing about this UFO. Uh, wow, there's just so much to say here. There's so much to sort out for people. But basically, let's see, I, I, I'm going to try to step us through it a little bit. When you get in and you really research, you'll see that 
the documentation is there that the Nazis had a flying saucer program. And when they were seen by the Allied planes, they were called Foo Fighters. Well, the Americans took the German research that they could find, and they created in the early 50s, They in Canada, again, Canada keeps coming up in this thing for some reason, I actually had someone who flew across country to my house so he could talk to me in person about, he was a British man, he was a scientist engineer, that they had tried to recruit to help build flying saucers. So he was telling me, Fritz, you're right on that they have flying saucers. Of course, they went through a whole bunch of generations. Well, it makes sense that they would try to keep their flying saucer project a secret. You know, I mean, this this is a major military uh, vehicle that gives them a lot of power. So you have that aspect where there's actually flying saucers. But then at some point, and really actually going back and reviewing what the Illuminati were saying in their meetings and everything, they had another agenda, and that was this whole thing of creating a mock alien invasion goes way back. H.G. Wells was a writer, and when I was researching in Masonic magazines, I actually came across the Scottish Rite magazine that said he was their greatest prophet. I was like, whoa, H.G. Wells is their greatest prophet, huh? <laughs> so he so he writes this book. He, he wrote several books, but one of them is War of the Worlds that they made a movie of. They did this radio thing of it, which scared, scared everybody. I think that was a test to see how well the concept would work, and it worked great. But then he wrote the book New World Order, which I have a copy of. And then he w wrote a book, The Shape of Things to Come, which they made a movie, uh, Things to Come. That's interesting, too, because back when there used to be video stores, there was, there was a copy in the back on the racks of The Shape of Things to Come. It was the movie that made off of his book. And what was really bizarre is that this thing was, it wasn't entertaining. I mean, it was the, when, when you played it, because the, the film that they had made it off of was must have been pretty old. It was real shaky. It jerked around. It was scratched. I mean, you know, it wasn't something that you would watch for entertainment. And this video store had videos that people would want to watch. I guess where I'm going with this, just to, to try to cut to the chase, is that people in the know knew about that video and would watch it. But the mainstream normal movie watcher that would check out a video, they would never have checked that out. So it was really bizarre that it was there. But I, anyway, I watched it. And when you watch it, it actually predicts what was going on at the time that I watched it. It had Delta-looking airplanes that matched our stealth planes. And then they had the wing sun disc as the world government's emblem, which was interesting. 
because that's an important magical symbol. I, I'm just wondering if maybe that he was privy to something. And so before we get New World Order, we get this alien invasion that he had written about, War of the Worlds. It's just an uh, interesting thought there. He definitely was an insider that knew what was going on. So this Project Bluebeam, there were several things about it. And the first person to come out about it was Serge Monost. But really, like I say, the elements that he talked about, which he pulled all together, there were people like myself that had already been exposing that. And then you're probably familiar with William Cooper. I yep. mean, who isn't? Yeah. And before he came out with his book and he was giving talks, he gave things out that he had printed off on his computer. And his thing, his, I know, you know, people that, that aren't awake, they like think that he's like conspiracy kook or something. But his story was when he was in naval intelligence on his naval craft, saw a flying saucer come out of the ocean. And then he read documents that referred to it, uh, to aliens. So, you know, that's what, what stimulated him to come out and start talking about all of this. So somewhere along the line, he learned that the aliens claim that mankind was created by them and that all of our religions were created by them and that they created the human race. They've been controlling us. They created our religions. Jesus was a product of their efforts, you know. And then he said in his talk and in this, this paperwork that he gave out before he, he wrote his book, he was saying that the aliens have shown our government proof of these claims and that they got this device that will audibly and visually show any point in history that someone would want to see to prove their point. Well, William Cooper, his ideas on UFOs evolved, and towards the end of his life, before he was shot, he came to believe, like I did back then, when he went public, I was already felt this whole UFO thing is being used as a psyop. What they've done is, is they've created a social reality where people believe in flying saucers. Whether you can physically, you know, point to one or not, people believe in aliens. They believe in flying saucers. And it's a PSYOP operation. So on the one hand, they actually do have anti-gravity flying saucers. But on the other hand, they're using this whole subject for an agenda. And... Um, you know, Tom Horn, uh, Steve Quayle, uh, Tim Alberino, they're coming out with good information about the Nephilim, the fallen angels. And that was my take clear back then was, was that these so-called aliens, they're interdimensional. They're not coming from other planets. They're interdimensional. They're very deceptive. They're anti-human in their agenda. And the reason why our government isn't disclosing about them, is they're playing us. Yeah. They don't want us to realize these are demons. They're creating this social reality where people believe in aliens, and they've been doing it by 
just tantalizing us, just giving a little bit here, a little bit there. If you go to these UFO, these MUFON meetings, these UFO meetings, you go to the Bigfoot meetings, they're heavily infiltrated by CIA, government, intelligence. Now, why are these things so important? It's because there's an agenda there. There's an agenda. They're trying to control this agenda. So I'm wanting, and I'm like really happy to be on this show exposing all of this because I want to pull the rug out from underneath their deceptions. I find it interesting uh, what you touched on with artificial thought and communication. I mean, imagine a scenario, Fritz, where each religion's God will speak as a hologram to its people in their own language, whether telepathically or electronically augmented, maybe two-way communication. I think of ELF, the VLF, and LF waves, and then convincing that person that God is speaking to them from the very depths of their soul. I mean, that is insidious, isn't it? Yes, it is. Um, In my opinion, these are demonic entities. There's underground bases with them, but they're evil we can call them any name a person wants. If you want to call them aliens, I don't care. You know, it's like a rose by any name is still a rose. They're still whatever they are, and that is they're evil, they're interdimensional, and they've got these programs in these deep underground military bases to merge them with us. In other words, create physical bodies that they can be, that can contain them. And I don't understand all the ins and outs of things. I just know that all these things are being used against us by the elite. And I'm, and I, you know, I'm sure that they're listening and saying, well, Fritz, you don't, you don't know the half of it. And I probably <laughs> don't because there was this one man who was willing to talk to me a little bit. But, I mean, I really go to use the vernacular now of awake people, I go down the rabbit hole pretty far. And yet this guy who had been a guard there at an underground base in New Mexico, he said, he told me he didn't feel comfortable. I mean, this guy was more or less whispering to me. He said he wasn't comfortable telling me what was going on, but he did say this. He said, Fritz, you don't have a clue. It's way beyond what you're saying. I'm like, whoa, it's way, way beyond what I'm saying, you know, gulp. Just to keep on talking, Bill Cooper came out with this book, Behold a Pale Horse. And then there, there were a whole bunch of other people, too. Like before him, Betty J. Mills was talking about how they would project uh, godlike figures in the sky. That was clear back in 91. And um, there, there was a a U.S. general who had been connected to the CIA. His name was Lansdale. He was saying similar thing. So there's been other people that have come and said these things, but I don't know where these people were necessarily coming from. I mean, as far as where their information came, but where I was coming from was interviewing ex-insiders and putting together the pieces too as far as I could, from the scraps of information we can get here and there. And when you look at the capabilities of science, there's no reason why they couldn't do something like Hillary's campaign is talking about. The ability is there. They have the ability to do just what you were saying, and that is 
project a hologram of these different religious leaders, put into people's minds uh, some message. You know, it's going to have to be some basic message like the aliens are here and are going to invade us or something like that. Just enough to cause havoc so that the election doesn't take place. Wreaking havoc, that certainly is the Hillary Clinton calling card, isn't it? The deception, the collusion, the corruption, the stuff that has come out on WikiLeaks, there's another dump to happen. Oh, and guess what? They're not just Podesta's emails, Hillary's, Obama's. And Obama now, there's evidence that he lied on national TV about Hillary Clinton's email server. Complete Twilight Zone has nothing on what's going on. It's astonishing. Oh, yeah. This this lady is corrupt beyond belief. It's just amazing. And I'm just so pleased that it's, you know, people are now awake enough and we've got the internet that we're just tearing apart their lies. You know, she comes out and says, well, 17 intelligence agencies, you know, and then people are like, no, that's not right. There were than 17 intelligence agencies. So they can't get by with their baloney as they have in the past. It's beautiful. Well, it certainly is some vindication for those of us who have really been trying to expose the truth for many years. There wasn't really that many people awake. We were written off as tinfoil hat wearing kooks. But hey, conspiracies are not theories if they're true, right? Because two or more people never did anything nefarious ever. Everything that has come out about George Soros, about Hillary Clinton, and as you said, these people have been groomed by these Illuminati kingpins for a long, long time, including good old slick Billy Clinton himself, Mr. Flying out to Pedo Island with his pal, noted pedophile Jeffrey Epstein, and his other Satanist pals. I mean, these people are not just megalomaniacs. These people are absolute devils. Yes, what you're looking at is, is the perverseness of Bill Clinton boggles my mind. I mean... I, I, I can't even imagine people just being that addicted to sex that they're, they're just, it's mind boggling. But these people are, that's something I've been saying for years. People need to quit thinking that these people think like we do because they don't. They're often in a totally different frame of thought than us. Another thing that they talked about, this wasn't talked about by Surge, but it was talked about by others that that felt like they had knowledge about Bluebeam, was that when they did this mock alien invasion, the mind control that they beamed into people's heads would also be used to push the population into going crazy, committing homicides, doing suicides. And this ties in with some of the other research that that I have out there. You know, I wrote three books on the trauma-based mind control. And when I was working on deprogramming these people with this Illuminati mind control, across the board, all of these people had Armageddon programming. And there was just to be this, this period of helter-skelter, you know, that Charles Manson talked about so often. And so it's possible that we might not get if they would go ahead and try to salvage this election for Hillary by pulling off something like this, it's possible they might not do 
the religious aspect, but they might do the pushing the population into going crazy, which was one aspect of Project Bluebeam. So that's a little bit uh, unnerving. And I am so thrilled to be able to be on your show exposing this because I think the more it's talked about, the less chance that it's going to happen. Right. Well, if people know about it, they're not going to fall for it, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, and I guess what's the end game here? What are a couple scenarios that this potentially, whether they use FireSign or Project Bluebeam, what is the end game for these people in all your research here, Fritz? Oh, Sheila, it's it's not pretty. It is not pretty. And I've known this since I started. Uh, I knew it outside looking in uh, before I interviewed these people in, in, that were in the Illuminati that were escaping. But when I interviewed these people that uh, quite a, quite a number of them have told me, basically the agenda is genocide to kill most of us. And long-term they're going to replace normal humans with another one of your favorite subjects, transhumanism. Right. Uh, They are going to change the human race, it's basically going to be like Brave New World, where people come out of their factories, they will be totally mind-controlled, they will be, they're basically biological robots, and that's where they're wanting to take things. They're wanting to get rid of us normal people. It's nice that they're going to allow a few uh, quasi-humans to live, because their plans, and I've had Illuminati kingpins telling me this you know, I mean, they're, they're, they're proud of it, just like they were proud to tell me that they were going to run and, and have Hillary as the next president. They're proud that they say at some point they're going to turn the planet over to these enlightened aliens. Right. Well, well you and I, because we're, we're Bible-believing, God-fearing people, know, no, no. These aren't enlightened aliens. Yes, Lucifer is very brilliant. That's true. These fallen angels have been around a long time and are are very intelligent, but it's an evil intelligence. They're not some alien race that's a half million years more evolved than us. Well, that's the funny thing is they always act like this is so benevolent under the guise of being very, it's very malevolent, isn't it? Yeah. The whole thing is. It's anti-human. It is anti-human, but I also think that there's a component of this that really ties in with end-time Bible prophecy. And, of course, you know, we have a lot of different scenarios where the Antichrist comes on the scene. We have prophecy on fire in the world today. What do you see playing out as we near this election, Fritz? What do you see as the scenario that's going to happen as we move towards November 8th, personally? Wow. There there are so one is is they are going nuts that Trump is going to win. They just hate it. And we are on the verge of Obama pushing Putin. He just keeps poking Putin in the eye, so to speak. He has done everything he could to provoke a war. And um, Putin has said that he sees war as inevitable. He doesn't see how we're going to escape it. So I think that they are going to push hard to get a war going. There's a lot of indications that the economy 
and, and I thought the economy would would collapse here in October, that that would be one of the October surprises that the insiders talked about, but it didn't happen. The indications are there that it could, but it didn't happen. So it's possible. Now, now see, this goes back to something that uh, it, it's interesting. I'm interrupting myself, but it, this reminds me of something that Bill Cooper said, because he when when he talked about a mock alien invasion, he said that when it happened, there would be a whole bunch of things happen at the same time. He said there would be an economic collapse, there would be a war breakout, a World War III breakout, the aliens would arrive to rescue us, and, and there would be all these things hitting us at once. And, and what made me think about what he said back there in, in 1992 is that this certainly right now, the scenario we are in, that could be exactly what he was forecasting is that all of these things hit us at once. And if that's true, wow. This is a quote right from his book here. Here he says, can you imagine what will happen if Los Angeles is hit with a 9.0 quake? New York City is destroyed by a terrorist planted atomic bomb. World War III breaks out in the Middle East. The banks and the stock markets collapse. Extraterrestrials land on the White House lawn. Food disappears from the markets. Some people disappear. The Messiah presents himself to the world. And all in a very short period of time. So that's what he was predicting. And, and I thought back on his prediction because I was like, when he said it back then, I thought, no, I know that they're going to hit us all at once with a lot of things. But that sounded like a little bit of overkill. But that is one scenario that's possible, Sheila, is that all of those things here in the next week or two could happen. Um but what I what I think is most likeliest is just simply World War Three breaking out, which will give Obama the excuse to do whatever he wants. And I'm I'm going to preface this quote of him by telling people I watched him say this. He said, "I will not step down from the presidency." That statement alone should get him arrested because that's unconstitutional. But then. Who cares about the Constitution, I guess? Um, but that statement alone should have gotten him arrested. The military should be overthrowing him right now for all the things he's done. The guy's, the guy's a traitor. But, oh well, I've said probably enough. Um, that I guess that, that qualifies me for one of their concentration camps. Just that alone. <laughs> Off to the FEMA camp for you, Fritz. Well, no, here's the deal. I mean, he is a treasonous traitor. I even said on Facebook, we really need an old-fashioned hanging for high treason as far as I'm concerned. I can think of more than 30 impeachable offenses by this commander-in-chief, but we're not allowed to talk about that, right, us deplorables? You said, who cares about the Constitution? We are in a post-constitutional crisis. The Appointments Clause is under attack. The Commerce Clause is under attack. The First Amendment under attack. The Second, the Fourth, the Fifth, the Ninth, the Tenth, the Fourteenth, and, and now the Treaty Clause. This is newsworthy when you have a current president who is conducting himself as a despot 
And God knows what he'll do till January. What's more amazing to me is you have these so-called civil libertarians out there. Not one word. It's crickets chirping from these phony fraud liberals and journalists out there. That should actually be news of the century. Half a million pending immigration cases, border chaos. They're pushing them through. Courts are in a chaotic backlog. The system is set up to fail this Department of Injustice. Yeah, and don't get me started with the FBI. I won't even talk about that today. The deputy director of the FBI, just more fraudulent shenanigans by this imperial president and his crony staff. Does it not amaze people that some of the frauds who call themselves journalists, they say nothing about Obama has done more to damage our constitution system than Nixon ever dreamed of. But yeah, over 30, last year I almost clocked about 40 impeachable offenses. Wow. See, I I didn't know it was 40, but I knew it was a lot. (laughs) I mean, we really are living in unprecedented times. We really do have to step up our relationship with God, I think, in these unprecedented times, don't we? Oh, yes. That's the bottom line. Thanks, Sheila. Well, in the waning moments, Fritz, I want to first also congratulate you. Tell the folks a little bit about that award. Well, everybody's heard about the Nobel Peace Prize, which is politicized. You know, I mean, they even want to give it to people like Obama. That shows you how disgustingly politicized it is. So so things like the Nobel Peace Prize are for people that are in the matrix. But for the first time in human history, an award is being given for someone who's made contributions to humanity outside of the matrix. And so that's what this Prague Peace Award was, was for someone. And I asked them, why, why did I get it specifically? And they said, not for anything specific, but for your work in general. And... Uh, So they gave me a whole day in a huge opera house, which seats about 1,500, 2,000 people. They gave me a whole day to where I could lecture. And I I said when I accepted it, I feel like this is one small step for me and one large leap for mankind because finally someone outside of the matrix is getting some recognition. Yeah. Let me tell you, you you deserve it because, you know, I think people really need to get some of your books. I think they really need to also join your Facebook page. You write some incredible articles that you're not going to find anywhere else. And I just want to really thank you for your time, not just in what you do, Fritz, and all the things you've done throughout the years to wake people up. Research is unparalleled. So I really want to thank you for that. And I want to also thank you for coming on the show, as well as in the very final seconds. Do give out your website for the new listeners. I can't imagine anybody that hasn't heard of you, but for the new listeners, do give out your website, Fritz. Okay, it's pentracks.com, P-E-N-T-R-A-C-K-S.com, pentracks.com, and it's always uh, a pleasure to be on with a Christian sister, and that makes it a pleasure. Uh, I know that we're like-minded. With that, I'll, I'll say goodbye to the listeners. Thanks, Fritz. Folks, that was Fritz Springmeyer. His information is linked there today on the bio. Do check out some of his handiwork. You got to check out his books. I've got them, and all I can say is, wow. <laughs> Do not miss tomorrow on the program. 
Mario Mazzula joins us. That is going to be a fantastic show. You'll want to be tuned into that. Thank you so much for tuning into the broadcast today, and we'll see you tomorrow. Good night, and God bless.